two points of notice before we start the episode. One, I'm going to be calling the Mongols the Mongols a lot throughout this episode. It's not referring to the current time ethnic group. We're talking about the Mongol hordes of the 12th, 12th and 13th century. So just so that's clear. And then second, this is going to sound like I'm taking it very seriously. But the fact is, this is mostly a joke. And if you really want to learn, you should probably skip this one. It's for the laughs. Now, let's get into our very serious look at who would win, the Avengers or the Mongols. Welcome back to our amazing world. We're going to take a little break from the science and do something a little more historically oriented with a little bit of spice. You've read the title. We're going to be talking about who would win, the Mongol hordes versus the Avengers. Now, I know this sounds like an insane topic, and it is, but it's going to let us analyze one of the most powerful and world-changing fighting forces ever to exist on this planet. Let's get into it. All right, let's look at the players. On one side, we've got the Avengers. Six heroes. Black Widow, Hulk, Hawkeye, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. We're going to be looking at them post-Endgame. So right before uh, characters die. So spoilers. (laughs) But we're going to be looking at Captain America when he can hold the hammer. Iron Man with his most upgraded suit of armor. Thor with his battle axe, etc., etc. Hawkeye with his mohawk. Stuff like that. Versus the Mongols. The Mongols are an empire who controlled 9 million square miles at the peak of their power. They're led by Genghis Khan, and they defeated the most people and held the largest contiguous land empire ever known to mankind. Now, let's start off with the aerial units. We've got Thor and Iron Man. These are the two big players. They're going to be doing the most damage against the Mongol Empire. The Mongol Empire is largely made up of cavalry with bows and arrows. However, bows and arrows are not going to hurt Iron Man and they're not going to hurt Thor, especially while they're up in the air. So this cavalry is basically going to be made ineffectual against these two arrow units. However, there are literally millions of them. So these are just the beginning players. Iron Man can use his weapons, Thor can use his axe, and because they both can fly, they're going to be away from damage and drawing the brunt of arrows. Next, we have Hulk, who again is a combat-oriented unit. He's going to be on the ground, and as we've seen in movies, bullets do not hurt the Hulk, so these bows and arrows definitely will not. However, Mongols do not like to fight up in close ranks, so they'll be using their cavalry to dodge away from Hulk before he can get close to them to really land a hit. So Hulk may be ineffectual for a little bit, but once the Mongols start to tire, he may start to get in a few hits. Now, let's get on to the interesting pieces. First off, Mongols are masters of diplomacy. Before they would attack cities, they would request a surrender and send in diplomats to weaken the city from the inside, as well as destroy the morale of government officials so they would surrender. The key player to stop this is Captain America. Because Mongols don't fight up close, Captain America, even with the Hammer of Thor, isn't going to be really, uh, he's not going to really have a big effect on the fighting forces. But where he will have an effect is impressing locals and showing the government that the Avengers can help protect them from the Mongols. 
This is massively important. Not only uh, will he be able to fight in close range with his hammer and shield to stop diplomats and assassins, he'll also be able to use his patriotism and honorable chivalrous ways to show these uh, cities that they should not surrender to the Mongols and should not comply with the Mongols. However, uh, in terms of ancient history, Mongol Empire was uh, rather considerate in religions while. So if you were going to live in Spain or under the Mongol rule, you would choose the Mongol rule because there was far less religious prejudice, more freedom for women, and uh, fairness by the Mongol rulers. However, of course, they were Mongols, so they did kill large amounts of people. And Captain America would be perfect to make sure diplomacy is reached. Now, our two biggest players are not the ones with the most superpowers. Black Widow and Hawkeye will be able to successfully infiltrate Mongol society. Mongols were originally founded by Genghis Khan. He united all these Khanates and clans. Mongols are a pastoral nomad people, so they move from place to place on their cavalry, often sleeping in their horses and camping in makeshift tents, not really forming civilization, until Genghis Khan. He united them into a, the fighting force that, uh, in the 13th century, the thing that terrified all these civilians and cities. And by uniting them, he made this force that could create cities and demand tribute and make the largest land empire ever. However, the reason Genghis Khan could do this is because of the social hierarchy system of the Mongol Empire. The Mongol Empire is built on power, and they respect it. Horses and bows and arrows, and the strongest, make it to the top. Genghis Khan defeated other chieftains in combat, wars, and by asserting dominance to make it so he could unite all of them. Hawkeye and Black Widow are perfectly suited for this task. While, sadly, because this is a 1200th, 13th century uh, empire, women were not nearly as respected as they should have been. So Hawkeye, with his intense bow and arrow skills, physical ability, and eventual horse riding skills he would learn, he would be able to easily overthrow Genghis Khan and other Mongol Khanates to break apart the Mongol Empire from the inside. However... Black Widow still has an important role because the Mongol Empire, again, was one of the most tolerated societies in this time period. Uh, women were able to, a, uh, Genghis Khan, his own wife, and his children and grandsons had wives that also aided them. In the Wan Dynasty, there was Chinubin, who was the wife of the empire of the Wan Dynasty, and aided him in various tax projects, infrastructure projects, and military matters. She had huge amounts of power and was the reason the Wan Dynasty lasted so long. Black Widow would have a similar function. She would be uh, keeping peace as well as destroying Hawkeye's enemies while he was busy taking control. These two spies are perfect, and because of the Mongols' relatively tolerant manner, Black Widow would be able to become an extremely powerful force in this time period. However, there are a couple more advantages the Mongols have that the Avengers don't. Not only did the Mongols control 9 million square miles, they also had huge amounts of population that was never really counted. So we have no idea how big it was, but it was big enough to completely fill 9 million square miles. The Avengers have six people. So in an all-out fight, it is clear who will win just by sheer numbers. 
But the Mongols had a few advantages and disadvantages that will make this fight a little bit more even. First off, when Mongols controlled areas, uh, especially when they split into the four Khanates, which, by the way, are four different regions controlled by Genghis Khan's grandchildren. We have the Golden Horde up in Russia, the Wan Dynasty in China, uh, in per- uh, Khanate in Persia, and uh, one more remaining Khanate in the center. Uh, the Khanate in Persia assimilated into the population and uh, essentially uh, disappeared and kind of crumbled into the people. The Golden Horde demanded tribute and didn't actually politically control uh, the cities. This is an important place where the Avengers could strike. Uh, Black Widow has experience in Russia. <laughs> and also, these cities are not loyal to Mongol rule. They resent the tribute, and the Mongols are not in direct control of these cities, meaning they're, re- they're rather negligent with the activities that goes on as long as they receive their tribute from places like Moscow and Petersburg. Petersburg wasn't uh, around then. It was called something else. Now, there's also the Central Dynasty, which was controlled politically by a uh, grandson of Genghis Khan and would be a place where an all-out war between Thor, Hulk, Iron Man versus the Mongols could be held. And the last place, the most interesting, is the Wan Dynasty. uh, The Wan Dynasty controlled a huge amount of population in Chinese, and they were largely resented for their anti-Chinese practices and promotion of Mongol life over Chinese life. This would be a great place for diplomatic work and spies like Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Captain America. Uh, uh, Using these diplomatic strategies, Captain America began a rebellion like the Black Lotus Revolution, who resisted against Mongol rule and tried to make it so civil service exams were more fair and they had a more way to progress throughout society. Overall, the Mongol Empire is incredibly powerful, and obviously the Avengers, who don't exist, are no competition to it. But with a little bit of strategy and a little bit of imagination, we can see how maybe by taking advantage of the Mongols' strengths, using it against them and their weaknesses, we could maybe defeat them. See you next week on Our Amazing World. Later.